folks, I'm Mark. Today I'm joined by Landry Smith and Jake Martin, the BitBloggist. Guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Pumped to be here. Gracing oh, you from the kitchen. Oh, brand new studio space. Temporary studio space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There you go. Well, let's get right into it because we have 11 and a half minutes to talk about video games. So it is the season for big gaming news and I feel nothing. Um, <laughs> E3... Oh. It was set to make its big return as the big gamer Christmas, uh, but it was quietly killed off a few months ago. Um, so Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, Summer Games, Games, Game, Games, Games Fest? Gamer Fest. Gamer Fest is back again for, I think, the third year, which it says a lot that like I still I don't really know what the name is. I don't know how long it's been around. And so here we are. It's the season. I was blindsided again. And now here we are. Uh, this should be super exciting, but like I said, I'm pretty ambivalent, um, and I have a few reasons I feel like this. But how about y'all, uh, Landry? Let's start with you. Are you looking forward to the summer game festivities? Yeah, I have a hard time not looking forward to it. I always kind of get my hopes up for something that it's not going to be, especially <laughs> with Games Fest. Every year, Jeff Keeley pumps me up because I follow him on mm. Twitter. He's like the master of making everything sound like it's going to be super amazing and super high world premiere. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those. And it's then, yeah, it, yeah. then it's a game that like you just have no interest in and you really can't even think of anyone who might have interest in it. Um, I was looking yeah. back at like the biggest announcements from Games Fest and I'm pulling up Dud's like Callisto Protocol, which admittedly on announced kind of sounded cool. It's from the developer of Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And outside of that there's just like some like follow-ups on games like gotham knights that was one of the biggest things they ever did and wow arc oh, I forgot 2 was game. announced and um yeah uh so i don't know that we're gonna get any big games at the summer games fest showcase sure. but i am excited about the season i'm excited about xbox showcase coming up okay yeah yeah all right jake what, what do you think where are you at well, I looked up your description of ambiv- ambivalent, the, the definition, mm-hmm. uh, having mixed yeah. feelings or contradictory ideas about something or someone. And I'd say, yeah, that kind of summarizes my feelings, I mm-hmm. guess, knowing that this was supposed to be the big comeback story for E3. We were all excited and it's kind of really deflated since they announced they were canceling. And, you know, we still have a lot of yeah. showcases I'm looking at this list you put together. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, but I am just kind of hopefully optimistic. You know, I'm just like, uh, if something cool happens, that'll be great. But I am not super excited uh, overall. I got you. Yeah, that's also the weird thing about this whole Games Fest is that it's kind of less. There is an event that is part of it, but it's also it's more like a broker of events. Mm -hmm. It's like, despite it, E3 not happening, all these publishers and developers announce uh they're doing their showcase and jeff Kelly says that's part of summer games fest called it vibes yeah, yeah. nailed it um it's, it's also less friendly to hobbyists and like typically the old e3 you had like a week and you could just as a <laughs> hobbyist who followed along with the community you could tune into that week and like kind of block it off on your schedule mm-hmm. but now yeah. they're asking us have like a whole summer and it's sprinkled in here and there. <laughs> and the idea of anybody who's not a games journalist full time being able to consume all of summer's games fest is just completely, uh, it's not even an option. Yeah. 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 Well here, so a lot of them are happening kind of over the next week ish 
really the next weekend. Uh, and so let me list them real quick so everyone knows there's so one easy place to find it because I actually feel like it's kind of hard to find one easy place. Um, Summer Game Fest Live, I think, is Thursday on June 8th. Also June 8th is Day of the Devs and Devolver Direct. Um, Saturday, June 10th, you have the Wholesome Direct and the Future Game Show Summer so- Showcase. Uh, Sunday, June 11th is the Xbox Games Showcase followed by the Starfield Direct. Also, June 11th is the PC Gaming Show. Monday, June 12th, you have Ubisoft Forward. Ubisoft Forward? I never know. Yeah. And then later on, June 16th, you have Sega's Ryuga Gotoku Studio <laughs> Summits. And uh, yeah. Gamescom is August 22nd, later on. So, guys, of, of those, any particular... Glad you mentioned the Xbox Showcase. Any others that pique your fancy? Jake, I'll kick it to you. I'll be honest. I'm not interested in anything else at all. <laughs> ah. So I think, I mean, I am, I love Devolver Digital. I think I that they house a lot of really good titles. You know, they've done like Cult of the Lamb, The Return to Monkey Island. Uh, they have yeah. the Plucky Squire coming out pretty soon. Uh, so in terms of like a direct that is going to have probably a lot of really good indie titles, I actually am looking forward to that one. And then like Landry mentioned, I mm-hmm. think really the biggest one for me is the Xbox Showcase. I'm really looking forward to see what they actually what they actually are able to do. Um, Xbox has, I think, a lot of ground to make up, and yeah. I think they're really in a good position to do that if they have the the cards in place. So, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Looking forward to that. Yeah, one I want to talk about the Xbox showcase, but one I wanted to to name drop here is the Wholesome Direct. I feel like is pretty underappreciated. Like it's a great format, and they just fire games off, and they still have some like some very brief developer interviews. So you kind of a little bit of connection there, but they're also all the games are just extremely on brand. They're all like this cozy roguelike farm farm sim, and you star as a cat. He plays a cat, and that's yeah, that's every wholesome direct game, but still a good time. Uh, but the Xbox Game Showcase, ever since I've gotten more into Xbox and I'll own one, I have really enjoyed the fact that like I don't have to do the mental math of when a game is announced of like. This is exciting. It's announced. Do I want to buy it? Because if so many of them come into Game Pass, uh, it's just kind of like this game is being given to me. Um, you know, I'm paying for Game Pass, but there's just like a little not having that barrier of entry helps me get more excited for some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm looking forward to that, I think. And then I need to get more excited about that, maybe. <laughs> just need to get more excited about it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's exciting. They're like and that's just what's super weird is like they're about to we're on the precipice of all these cool games being announced, hopefully, that come out within the next year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, maybe that's part of my, I'm a little jaded of like there are too, and too many CGI trailers with long release windows or no mm-hmm. release windows. And yeah, I don't know. To me, Xbox is like, almost like a retro brand at this point. Like Hmm. I loved the original Xbox and even some of the early Xbox 360, but it's been a long time since in my opinion, Xbox has been a good publisher of video games. I mean, on the Xbox, they had so many banger brands like uh, Hmm. Bioware was basically an Xbox company. They were, they were Mm -hmm. cranking out like incredible RPGs that were PC and Xbox exclusive. Yeah. You could also only play like Morrowind, uh, back on the Xbox for hmm. console games. But then also mm-hmm. Fable is like one of my favorite games of all time and one of my yeah. favorite game series. Uh, I, I love Fable 2 as well. And um, 
I, it would be really cool to see that game. I'm super excited about that. And to be honest, like mm-hmm. there have been games that have pulled me back into the Xbox ecosystem just for a minute, whether it's borrowing a friend's console, like for Sunset Overdrive, or just the enticing appeal of things like Rare Replay. Like yeah. I'm so into those types of things. So if a great Fable game came out or Perfect Dark ever came to fruition, mm. that would be enough to like, tip me over to the edge and probably buy an Xbox series S the price yeah. is right. It's very sure. affordable yeah. um, and jump into that ecosystem, but they just have to show me something. One thing that I'm really missing out on. And right now I don't think mm-hmm. Xbox has that and they haven't had it really since probably uh, the early 360 days. Sure. Mm-hmm. And this isn't really solve the problem. I will shout out hi-fi rush that like, Oh yeah. That looks if cool. it weren't for tears of the kingdom, this probably would be my game of the year. <laughs> But yeah, Jake, what about you? Any thoughts on on Xbox coming up? Yeah, I, I kind of like what I mentioned, and you guys have already talked about. Uh, there's just so much that they can show that I think fans are expecting. I don't know if you guys saw the little teaser that they put up on Twitter where there was like bl- mm. like blue glitter kind of leading uh, to, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I and everyone's you know speculating that that means it's Fable because you follow you know trails of glitter essentially in those games. <laughs> so I think it's almost a lock that we're going to see some Fable stuff. Um, and yeah, I think just bringing out some of the the games they've been working on because we know that they've been working on a ton of stuff. They have all these studios, and I just want to see more of those. Like Starfield is going to have its own direct, right? They or another unknown another showcase, or are they done yeah. with that? No, there's they one will, more. Yeah, they will have that right after. Right, right. So there's another sh- showcase at as part of the Xbox showcase, or is it like it? They're billing it as a separate thing, but it's kind of like. Same Everything day. else and then Starfield okay, as the last cool. thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I think that combination, that pairing is going to be really, really cool. And like if Starfield shows well, then it's going to be great for Xbox. Yeah. Well, I know we're, we're probably going to go over here, but I think it's worth <laughs> talking about. Um, thinking of like, where are y'all at on the E3 branding? And so <laughs> I think it's worth noting Summer Games Fest. I think we've said it differently almost every time we've mentioned it on this podcast so far. Uh, it's really hard because it's really defined by something it's not it being not E3. So do you think that people care as much without it being E3? I think that it doesn't really matter what the, what we think it, it matters that the, the big three first party companies have decided that they don't need a pillar like E3 to come together mm-hmm. and show off their stuff that they can do it individually and they can do it throughout the year as they see fit. So because they've decided to do that, it doesn't really matter if like we get hype for summer's games fest. The reality is Jeff Keeley is up against a wall knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, we just had the Xbox showcase. We're going to have the Sony showcase. We'll scratch that, reverse it. And <laughs> then uh, the Nintendo direct is probably not going to happen until like September, but that's right. a thing of its own as well. So you know, if you're not working with the first party companies, it's hard to get excited for a two hour showcase that's going to be, you know, indie devs and maybe yeah. get um, a kind of like B tier title from your like EAs and Ubisofts and stuff like that. Yeah. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I think without E3 to me was was having those three pillars of sort of the console space filling up a lot of the show floor or at least a lot of the show time for for the the conference and without the other two really pulling in and actually doing stuff it doesn't really matter as much and sure. i think we've already i mean we talked about this before but i just feel like 
we are they're able to stretch out the hype and the actual marketing campaigns throughout the whole year. So that way we're not front loading expectations, waiting a long time until it's actually ready and then releasing the game because yeah. we're at, I mean, like right now, like Nintendo and PlayStation have been able to fend some of that off because they've released more stuff periodically. But with Xbox, because it's been so long since we've gotten like these big updates from like, here's what we have coming. Sure, I think there's yeah. a lot more expectation and a lot more people being like, where, like what's going on? Why, yeah. you know, yeah. this better be good. And <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. you avoid some of that. So yeah, I don't know. Without the E3, big three, I don't know. It kind of just feels soft to me. How sure. about you? Yeah, that's... I know I know some people who are glad to see E3 go the way of the dinosaur. Uh, I know they've historically mishandled a few things about the expo itself. Yeah. Um, but there is something like it feels like a historic event that happens every year and it's like it's gamer Christmas. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's been hard to to replicate that. Um, yeah. So part of that's lamentable. Part of it is just like, well, things change and we we're moving on. I feel like, I feel like there's not as much missing it and bemoaning it's, it's absence. Um, and more just kind of like, I mean, I feel this ambivalence and, but maybe that puts me in a better spot of lower expectations, maybe better rewards. I don't know. Yeah. I've not been to a big game conference, so Mm -hmm. I can't say, you know, what that experience is like, but I can sort of imagine what it would be like. I'm sure the highs are really high. You know, you're like, this is incredible. I remember when I was there when they showed off Twilight Princess or, you know, whatever, and everyone loses their mind. Uh, But then you have the lows of like a giant in-person event where you're waiting in a queue for two hours to play a crappy demo of a game and everyone right. smells bad and you're like, why am I here? And you all get sick right after. Yeah. Uh, so guys, can you imagine if E3 stayed in Atlanta? Like it was in Atlanta at first for like 1996. It definitely would have been by now. Oh, hundred percent. We would have gone. I mean, I would probably would have gone to every single one. Oh, me yeah. Too. They, they moved it after the first, I think year or two, just because of like logistics and, and they couldn't really get everything and there together. Plus the whole gaming access. industry is they're all over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're all in California. So yeah. But there well, is something about that in-person connection, like mm-hmm. physically being around other people sharing a common interest, I think is a really powerful thing. And yeah. when that's removed, I think there is something lost, you know, it's even the s- online space, like getting the whole community together for a week was awesome. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was really cool. And <laughs> yeah. watching those IGN productions, the, mm-hmm. you know, pre and post shows, it was always fun. Yeah. Well, nice. Well, we're a little over time. That's okay. But we could start wrapping up now, guys, let's move into our final segment here. Um, what are you playing? I'll go first. Uh, I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom. I don't oh, know no if you've way. heard of that game or not. <laughs> lots and lots of Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, really? All right, Landry, how about you? Obviously, same, but just uh, what else? What other game I'm playing <laughs> is Crystallis. Okay. Crystallis, wow. I wish I had something else to say, but I actually don't really wish I had something else to say. I have playing Tears of the Kingdom. Of course I am. Guys, thank you again for joining me. Where else are you out on the internet? Oh, you can find sorry. me on Twitter. Just look up my name or soft iconoclast. That's about it right now. There you go. And then me, it's B-I-T-B-L-O-G-G-I-S-T. That's bitblogist. Very nice. Thanks for figuring that out. Sorry, I didn't call it out first. <laughs> uh, but thank everyone. 
Guys, thank you again for joining me. Everyone, thank you for listening in. You can follow us on the major podcasting services. You can find us on the proper socials, 11.5 minutes, and let us know. Are you excited for the big video game news week? Maybe you are. Maybe you aren't. I don't know. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks. Bye. Bye. World premiere.